0: Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bass Romp past your mom, dads, listening to Tomcats. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weeding now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. Alright, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. and welcome in to the penny bloom podcast tis i colton robertson and today we continue our director's spotlight and under that spotlight is wes anderson i'm joined by joseph george what's up homie
1: oh what up what up always a pleasure to be here
0: oh and it is always a pleasure to have you and back for the first time since howard the duck and our first guest on this project My father, Justin Robertson. What's up, Pops?
2: Hello, gentlemen.
0: Hello, hello. It's good to have you, because we're talking Mm -hmm. Bottle Rocket today. Mm -hmm. Bottle Rocket. It's from uh, 1996. This one released February 21st, 1996, written by Owen Wilson and Wes Anderson, directed by Wes Anderson. This is going to top us off. Before last one before mm-hmm. the new release, last one before Asteroid City, and I'm uh, I'm so excited about that because it's it's been a long time coming. It feels like,
1: yeah, you know,
0: we're we're finally here. And you know, Dad, this is your first time joining us for this project. I remember a couple months back, I watched Bottle Rocket for the first time, and I, I came home and I was like, Hey, Dad, you you ever seen you ever seen Bottle Rocket? Yeah. And, uh, and you were like,
2: uh yes. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. oh
0: shit. Okay, good. So as soon as we uh had the opportunity to discuss this one, I knew I was gonna have you on. Tell me, uh, what, what's your what's your connection to this movie? How do you feel about it?
2: Uh, you know, well, first of all, it's great to be back. It's like I, you know, I never left, Joseph. I hope you're doing well, man. Thank you. Um Yeah. Um No, so full disclosure, I you know, I'm not the biggest Wes Anderson fan, right? Like I I've watched several of his films. And so I didn't even realize much like the Howard, the duck deal, where I didn't realize that was based on a comic book. I did not realize that the bottle rocket was Wes Anderson film after going back and rewatching it. It makes perfect sense now, but um, no, it was just, you know, my old ass graduated high school in 96. I probably watched that movie not long after it was released. Um, and I just remember really, really enjoying like the characters, um And just the overall absurdity of the story um and it, it always kind of resonated me with me like the like it 's just a, a classic underdog like you just and and a little bit of um being out over your skis in terms of skill level. Like the dude thought he was capable of things that he obviously wasn't. And I think that kind of resonates more with me than it did then. I just thought it was funny, you know, back then I just, I liked the silliness of it. Um But on the rewatch, I appreciate some of that other stuff a lot more, like some of the loyalty involved between Anthony and with Dignan and stuff. And no, just, I really enjoy it. Yeah. It's a good one.
0: No, good, good. You know, like it, it, What's funny is we've kind of worked our way backwards. It was uh we started with The Royal Tenenbaums, worked our way up to his most recent film and we realized we weren't going to be able to see the film for another week, so we just went ahead and tacked on Rushmore and Bottle Rocket. And ah. I'm incredib- I'm incredibly thankful we did because uh both of these movies, I mean they're we might as well round out the filmography and these are these two have been specifically more funny than any oh, of yeah. the other ones and Bottle Rocket even more so.
1: That's for sure. Yeah, I was I was very turned on for, like, Rushmore and how funny it was. And I'm like, okay, this is definitely him in, like, w- way more of a funny vein. And then Colin was like, well, I think you're going to be, you know, you're going to get a little more of that in Bottle Rocket. And that was that was for sure. This is, like, kind of Dumb and Dumber. At, it reminds me of Dumb and Dumber at, at some points. But, like, it, it gets me to laugh. Like, I don't, Dumb and Dumber is a movie that will get me to laugh no matter what, however many times I watch it. And I feel like this one... This one's going to be the same. Like, it's just the situations they find themselves in are so crazy in the first place that no matter what happens, it's automatically funny. Like, just follow, like uh, following... What's... I'm terrible with characters. Yeah. Dignan? Er, just, um, yeah. No, not Dignan. Uh, the... Oh, my God. In, Inez. Robert? Oh, my God. It was Inez. No, the... Oh, Inez. The, yeah, Inez. Whenever... Anthony's just following her around when, and, like, walking into random people's rooms, helping her out. Like, I just, like, I can't just stop laughing. Like, he's just right there so close. It's so awkward in real life, you know, but it's <laughs> it just made everything automatically funny, no matter what happened. Um, And it's just every situation they're in, it's a- almost like that every time. And then you also just have, like, Owen Wilson, who's just naturally hilarious and funny like in his deliveries and stuff like that and i i guess i was looking at the trivia was this his debut like this was owen his Wilson's... first role that is insane. this was his first role and he
0: actually one wow. fact so the technically the first thing wes anderson directed and the first thing owen wilson acted in was the bottle rocket short film which is about eight minutes and it it kind of only covers the heist they pull at the beginning that mm-hmm. they wait to reveal to you is actually Anthony's mom's house, yeah. Um, which is hilarious in and of <laughs> itself, you know, kind of waiting to be like, you're like, oh, damn, this is kind of going off without a hitch. They know this house. Well, they're in and out. They're doing this good. And then they're like, then they get to that. Like, I told you not to touch the earrings, Rings, man. <laughs> <laughs> and that for you're like, oh, it was Anthony's house, you know, like that's a uh, that's some funny shit. So it was basically just that. And then we get to see the bookstore heist, whereas in the short film, it's just Anthony and Dignan explaining it to Bob. They're like, yeah, so I walked up to the door and I was like, oh, I can't find my I can't find I think I left my wallet in here. Da, 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 da. And then and then. Dignum was just on him immediately. He was scared shitless, you know, and they're like embellishing the shit out of it, which is hilarious. And then you see what actually happens. He's like, yeah, you know, and then they were like, they got all these, these tiny bags. We didn't have a big enough bag. It was so like, so like they just like explained that instead of showing us what happened in the short film, which was hilarious. So to mm-hmm. see that expanded on and because I ended up watching the short film uh, after I'd seen the movie three, three times, at least, and uh, I was—it was just so funny to go back and see how a filmmaker as talented as Wes Anderson can benefit from, you, you know, money, a budget. Um, mm. Because even even that short film, you like, it's it's homemade. It looks it looks like a couple of friends got together and just made something they felt like wow. making. Yeah, um,
1: the budget five million for this. Which Damn. Is probably a lot going to like, I mean I don't know how much actors get paid like oh, like on a debut, you know I guess but like it really not much was needed like I, I'd say like pro- and a lot of the budget was maybe Locations, paying the motel that they stayed at yeah. and like buying the little fireworks at the fireworks stand <laughs> uh, you know that they shot off that that was <laughs> just. That might be. I think that might be my favorite shot. Yeah, I think that is what I put in there. Whenever Dignan is like, you could tell he kind of had a thing for Inez too, but then Anthony, you know, just took over and he was just kind of like in in like in the you know down that they're officially like going going steady and he's out just in the field just like shooting yeah, off fireworks, you know, just like yeah. yeah, just all by himself out there. And uh, I there I think it was it was like just a really wide shot, um, mm-hmm. and it was just him like him just. When on, he like
0: lights the right. firecracker and lets it burn quite a ways down and then he like tosses it at the last second and like yeah. freezes in that pose for a second. I, I love that shit. And actually it's interesting that you, you say that Dignan kind of had a thing for her too because that's something that I didn't even, uh, that, that hadn't even occurred to me. I'd always viewed that more as, uh, uh him being disappointed oh. that Anthony's like growing beyond him. He's like okay. all he needed was Anthony, but Anthony wants more than Dignan.
1: Um, that could that that could be it and he's just mad that he's not focused on on the mission you know he's hmm. he's not on you yeah. know all the all the time he's got to be the mission's all the falling
0: time. apart around him he's yeah. like
1: god damn guys this is not at all how i thought i this feel like would there was go. something there though i think he i think he had like a thing for oh, him he, a certainly bit. an attraction
0: and as is yeah. a is a lovely woman but uh <laughs> But, uh, shot wise, dad, how, what, what ended up being your favorite shot since Joe went on his there?
2: Um, I, I think my favorite it's, it's relatively quick, but it's, um, it's when Anthony is playing ping pong against, uh, Mr. Henry James Conn, and it's just a big, yeah, RP big studio like apartment, all white walls and pillars and windows and Dignan is kind of looking on in his full, you know, just full yellow jumpsuit. (laughs) Um, that's probably I don't know why. Just aesthetically, like seeing them play ping pong back and forth
1: and it was just a the cool shot. Studio too. Yeah, it was the just I liked was, the shot.
2: You could just yeah. tell it was a
1: bunch of stolen, just like hodgepodge of stolen yeah. things that were all cool that they just put up in their party room. Yeah, what even like was that just their headquarters or like?
2: Yeah, I, I think, think so. Their... And like all the shots that were there were cool because there was yeah. another where they were like there was a party later there and they're all sitting on an orange couch. It was just the vibe mm-hmm. of it was was kind of cool i don't know and you going back to the budget like i don't know what james conn could have demanded in 1996 but i mean that's a name you know what i mean i wonder how they even i wonder i'd love to know what the backstory is i don't know if either one of you guys know like how they i gotta think that those guys putting that film together you know even though james conn was well removed from a lot of his you know Larger roles that he's critically acclaimed for. I mean, I still got to think that was a pretty big get, you know. And uh,
0: oh yeah, I mean, he was in Godfather, right? Twenty two years early, twenty four years earlier. Like it, it was. And I know that's twenty four years removed from the Godfather and stuff, but still, James Caan, man, like that's exactly. uh And that's kind of what makes me think that like it was kind of a snowball effect, and I'm sure a big chunk of whatever that five million dollar budget was. I bet James Conn got a, got a healthy portion,
2: mm-hmm. uh,
0: a, a big old slice of that. But, uh, you know, cause I, I'd, I'd assume this is kind of the snowball that leads him to be like, uh, Bill Murray and Rushmore and then Gene Hackman right. and Royal Bombs, and to keep like James Good Conn, point. it's a I I always point to this in every single movie we cover because there's always a character like this, a- an actor that, you know, like in Star Wars 1977. Alec Guinness mm. and Peter Cushing are like their movie stars at that time. They they've been at it for twenty five years plus by the time uh, Star Wars 1977 comes around. And James Conn is kind of that to Bottle Rocket. You know, right. nobody knows Owen Wilson. Nobody knows Luke Wilson. It's Wes Anderson's first feature. But this movie's got James Conn, you know, uh, and that right. didn't help it at the box office. Um, this movie did. uh Did not financially succeed. Um, In fact, it failed so badly that Owen Wilson thought about joining the Marines. I saw
1: that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, he thought his acting career was over. He's like, well, he didn't even he didn't even
0: plan on starring in this. He only planned on writing it, and then they were just like, you know what, you were good in the short film. Let's go. You you know that character. Roll with it.
1: Wow, that's because it it. This role just kind of does feel like him. Like, all, like, <laughs> and it, it, that's crazy knowing that that's, that's his first. But it just felt like he had all of his quirkiness and, and stuff to yeah. him. Yeah, already. I guess, I mean, that's, that's probably just because he shows through in every character he plays a little bit. Wow, man. Um, yeah, his but,
2: comedic, uh, timing and, and just some of his cadence, you can totally see it. Yeah. With it being his first film. So to your point, uh joseph yeah it just seems like that's part part him right i mean but it it certainly resonated like he it, you know you can see a lot of like oh i can't remember his character like even like the wedding crashers i mean it's just a lot of a lot of his comedy like his delivery just mm-hmm. has not changed a lot you know yeah that exasperation they're like oh
0: come on oh, man yeah. <laughs> you know what are we doing
2: yeah,
1: whatever uh, i love them all sitting on the you know, was it I think it was in yeah, Bob's house there it was the, after they got the gun you know the guns on the table and he's mapping everything out and and Bob's just like constantly picking it up He's like don't play with the gun come on man just put the gun down and then like and then it, you know Anthony starts picking it up too looking at it but Ding doesn't yell at him he puts it back down Bob touches it for another second and like I uh, just yeah Owen Wilson was I don't know that's it's Owen Wilson and uh and Luke Wilson that's for sure. Getting my my character and performance. I just I don't know. I'm going like back and forth of who to give give the performance to because I really really liked Owen Wilson, but I I just think Luke Wilson had a little more to his performance in the movie. I really I, I really mm-hmm. liked Anthony um a lot in this one. I, I think it was mainly for like just him and Inez like their storyline. I really like like that was just a really good part of the movie that that I liked and oh, I liked the just part seeing of them the together movie for me. Um, uh,
0: no i get that though i actually i flipped it which is something we've been wanting to do lately um Mm -hmm. where i go with a character and a performance and whatever i took for the performance you take for character and vice versa uh yeah i went with owen wilson as dignan for the performance simply because it's uh you know i'm thankful nobody else played dignan there's there's nobody there is literally no one else that i think could have made that character what it was whereas you know i don't feel luke wilson is necessarily interchangeable but i feel like his role is much more achievable to the common man Uh, and it is hilarious thinking about how this was owen wilson's first role and he wasn't even thinking about like initially wasn't even planning on acting in it luke wilson was luke wilson was going to be the actor owen wilson was going to be the writer and now owen wilson Mm -hmm. is the most famous of the family uh kind of undoubtedly luke wilson's had a great career but uh, owen wilson has had an unquestionable career you know uh yeah,
1: and, and
0: and they're uh, not even the only two uh they're not even the only two wilsons in this one uh
2: future man future man shout out future man yeah that's their older brother
1: <laughs> wow he's got the whole family together for mm-hmm. this one west was like yeah just get on in here just
0: and that's why, why it's so insane to me yeah. that this movie like this was it feels like a group of friends. Like, the fact For that sure. this has a $5 million budget is fucking crazy. Yeah. You know? Like, it really is just, like, the spots they filmed in. The, the they had to rent out Games a Con. country club.
1: Maybe yeah. that was a big part. Yeah, they, they were in a country club. Had to rent that out. Um, it was probably just the locations and just traveling, to diff- all the, you know, bringing all the equipment out there and stuff. That's got to be expensive. Paying the, the boom the mic guy, the camera, you know, all the But yeah, it people. just it
0: just feels like they gave a group of friends 5 million dollars yeah. and were like make a fucking movie, man. You know, like yeah. that's uh you
1: that's think incredible. They really stayed in that motel out there just while they were shooting. They were Almost like, certainly. Yeah, just might as well. They actually lived in it. Yeah. Um. <laughs> huh.
0: That hotel act or that motel actually has an annual celebration. Uh
1: Oh, commemorating yeah, bottle weird.
2: rocket. No, do they really? That's that's
1: yeah, really, I wonder if they have like a firework show out in that field. They probably do. Yeah. Like a firework tent that I, that's got to, I don't know. That's yeah, I'm not sick.
0: sure if it, if that's still going, but I know that it was, where's pre- where pre- it, pre- it at? And
1: I guess I wasn't paying attention to where the story was like, it's in place.
0: Texas. And there's actually a few different things that'll clue you into that. Not only did Wes Anderson and Owen Wilson meet while they were attending, uh, texas university by the way that's how wes anderson Mm -hmm. and owen wilson came into each other's company was they they met in college they hit it off and they were like yeah let's make some fucking movies together man uh which is why Mm -hmm. owen wilson has been in every single wes anderson movie um but you know they're they're right there by the border for for the texas story there's also at some point and i don't know if this is in the movie or if it's just in promotional material pictures. There's uh, a Schlotskys behind them, which is a Texas it started in Texas, really? a, a Texas based sandwich shop. It's now like there's huh. one across the like like yeah, five the... minutes away from me now. But it used to be a small sandwich shop in Texas.
1: And they showed the road sign on the highway, the loves. Um, mm-hmm. yep. you know, yeah. it's not ours. That's for not like last of us where it was like, that's yeah. like the one that's right by us. That's but, worlds of fun. But, uh, I guess that's like, I don't know. Love Midwestern
0: started. chain yeah. of gas stations.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I'm looking at it on street view right now, the motel and it's, it, I, I didn't, it didn't occur to me that this is just actually a real, just a real, real motel. That's Yeah.
0: Just, it's not like grand Budapest hotel the, where the they found the some in. abandoned. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's just a a days in. Yeah, see the field there. That maybe if I ever no, find it's a days myself in now. Yep. Yep. If I ever find myself down in, in Hillsboro, Texas. Um Might as well. Yeah, I guess I guess I might be the only I, thing that staying. makes it worth it to yeah. stay in a motel. You got a Wendy's, a Taco Bell, um Chicken Express and Buffalo Cross Barbecue right next oh, to lovely. it. So
0: uh so I'm, hey, you, know. you could stay there for a couple of nights and not eat the same thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, and maybe you fall know? in love. You never yeah, know. Exactly. You maybe I meet a happens. housekeeper. Uh Yeah, I can't they, you can't even speak to really when you first meet them. At yeah. The, you know, at first, can't even hey, there's a language barrier. Love,
0: love knows no language.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh but uh dad, we we went over our favorite per- performance and character. What uh what do you got there in those categories?
2: So <laughs> character um I I went with Anthony. I liked this character. I mean, I liked, um, he just, he's like this guy that's floating through life in a way. Right. Like he, Mm -hmm. he had just, of course, you know, not, not done time in the quote unquote nut house. Right. He was, he was there for exhaustion, which he wanted to make sure everybody knew he was just Mm -hmm. exhausted. Um, but, but how, like once he's out of there, like everything just seems to turn up roses for this guy. You know, and, and I think, like, why I like his character so much is because he's like the antithesis of Dignan in a way. Like, he, he just takes things as they come, and he's not too high, he's not too low. He's just kind of a chill, uh, guy that just everything falls his way most of the time, you know what I mean? And, um, I liked his loyalty. You know, he, he was smarter than Dignan and he knew it, you know, but he'd let Dignan have his glory you know i know there's a part towards the end that's you know one of my one of my favorite uh scenes where he's basically telling him, hey the only way i'm doing this is you know if one dignan's in charge and and two bob can be a part of it and three you know give me one of those jumpsuits like so, give me one of
1: those jumpsuits. yeah exactly so he
2: plays it right i don't know i just like his character a lot and then i mean as far as the performance though i mean dignan is his performance is nobody does you kind of mentioned it earlier like nobody does like a exasperated panic um that's hilarious like like owen wilson to me and like just his whole performance um the way he delivers his lines there's so many good lines um yeah so that's kind of how i had it shake out i mean i liked a lot of the characters though dude i i mean honorable mention i mean i liked bob man bob was just 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 a different cat completely and then poor um, bob Poor Bob, yeah, and then Kumar, you know Kumar, who's not introduced. He's not a main character, but he's really impactful to, um, in the high scene late in the in the movie. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, oh man, I oh man, I blew it. Yeah, like yeah, it's yeah, just I
1: blew
0: it,
2: man. I, blew I blew it. It. the Royal
1: Tenenbaum, yeah, they're like another yeah, West same guys in
0: the Royal Bombs. Yeah, yeah they, this was actually Kumar's, uh, the guy who plays Kumar, his debut acting role as well. Yeah, they, He'd never oh, acted wow. prior. Uh, yeah. Kumar. Payana, uh, But uh yeah, no, I I'm with you 100%. Anthony was also my favorite character for all the reasons you said. I think that he's just a real roll with it, go with the punches, just kind of like you know, whatever, man. I've 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 served my time kind of, you know, I'm tired of you know, I'm just going to let things happen and really just go with the flow. And I I respect the shit out. Of it. I love the way he he he, he never you know he lets Dignan know whenever he's out of line a little bit, but most of the time it's just Dignan being Dignan man, and he's like, "All right, man, you know what? I love you for that, dog, and I appreciate that. You know, I think that's such a, it's such a, he's a good dude. You know, he's just a good guy, and uh, that's that's ultimately why I went with Anthony for my favorite character as well. Um,
1: I almost had one of my lines was almost one from Anthony after we like Owen. I guess Dignan pulls up on that little mini bike and convince, you know, trying to convince <laughs> him to, to come in and, and then, but Anthony, he, he knows it's wrong. And he's like, he just got through explaining, like, I have like three jobs <laughs> now and I'm even coaching like a a little soccer yeah. team. But then he's just like, God damn it. You know, he just like, God damn it. I'm in, you know, like yeah. I just, I loved, I love that delivery from him. And it was kind of like the, you know, like, you son of a bitch! I'm in. Like from, yeah. I know, like, you kind of son
0: of a bitch! Just I'm just in that
1: moment. But um, it was almost my line, but but not quite. Um, I, I'm between two, and it was just I loved. You're right. Like Dignan just had so many great lines, and every delivery, like just delivered them all perfectly, as Owen Wilson just does. But I loved whenever they got back to Bob's house. I think it was after they got robbed, maybe. Um. And then I forgot what the situation was, but it escalates and they start arguing and Dignan just, just yells backyard right now, you know, or, or like he just, uh, he, he just had enough and he's like, all right, we, we got to get to the backyard. But I just, it's just more the delivery of the yeah. line whenever he, like he gets there. It's not no, actually what he's saying is funny, but man. That's a great
0: one. That comes after the scene we were just talking about whenever uh anthony's like three conditions this 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 and they're going to get bob back in the crew
1: okay so it is uh, right okay right after yeah that. <laughs> it's right
0: it's right there backyard now you know it bob's like i'm not looking for an apology man it's every- oh this guy he's not looking for an apology okay okay backyard <laughs> now you know that fucking incredible so yeah, there were uh, there were a few Bob lines that I was so close to going with because he was a he was a hilarious entity in this movie. Whenever they're in the car and Anthony Bob is in the driver's seat. Dignan's in the passenger and Anthony's in the back Bob goes I think I know what you've been going through man because I've been going through some heavy shit myself if you feel alone like nobody in the world cares and nobody in the world (laughs) nobody in the fucking world gives a shit then I'm here man I'm ready to listen man if you want I'll even open up first I mean my brother that's a shit situation you know I mean he beats the crap out of me all the time This is a 26-year-old man talking about his brother beating his ass, which is just so funny to me, which is, you know, it's a real problem for him. I'm, it was one uh, you know?
1: leaf, man. It's one leaf in the pool. Oh, my God.
0: All in the background, you hear him getting his ass beat while yeah. they're talking to the, his little sister.
1: And, and like, yeah,' like, obsessed with Anthony. Like, you're yep. like oh, I, I hear you're a little, like, why wouldn't you be? whatever. Yeah, it's like oh well, I'm a little crazy. I just got out of the you know psychiatric hospital, or whatever. I went I like, nuts. Oh, that's mm-hmm. that's cool. Tell me more about it. You know, like um, <laughs> and why he went nuts. I got asked to 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 like if I wanted to go skiing or just you yes know, or whatever, and and I just didn't even know how to answer that. And then I realized, you know, like it was just one simple question that that everything broke him. Know, yeah. Um,
2: And 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 the the funny part, the really what makes that is the options. The options that he, I can't remember. It was skiing and something else. I'm like, wow, that's real problems, man. Like he had an option. Like they were both quality options, you know. And it's just like like wow, have
1: a good time, or like the other one was maybe like sit out and relax, like fish, or maybe like sit out in the sun, sit on the dock. Yeah, it was either let's chill out, sit on the dock, or go water skiing. It's like I just from there on, I just. It was too much i just couldn't
0: be around these people People. man
1: i had to uh it's funny i
0: think uh this actually came out i think in the same year as the uh the big lebowski because anthony reminds me a lot of the dude oh no a couple couple years prior to the big lebowski actually you know he's got a little bit of that man that's
2: that's just
0: your opinion man you know like he's got he's got that real vibe to him but uh no, I I loved me some Anthony. The the line that I did end up going with, just because it was so dignin, being dignin, you know, like uh, he's just gotten Anthony to agree to like go on the run with him, and like this is what's happening. This is you know, and he <laughs> Anthony gets back in the car. They're at that gas station. He he looks off to the horizon. He goes on the run from Johnny Law. It ain't no trip to Cleveland. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck that means, <laughs> man. He <laughs> just.
1: He just has to, he's trying to fill that role so hard. Yeah. Not being yeah, like Mr. Yeah, he Henry. You know? He just, yeah. he wants to be Mr. Henry so bad that he's like, he just, he has to fill that role somehow. Even
0: in so. his own private moments, even just sitting with himself, he has to act like that. And it's so fucking funny. On the run from Johnny Law, a no trip to Cleveland, uh... You know, this movie actually gave us the first iconic Owen Wilson. Wow. You know, this wow. was his first role. So okay. naturally, if he says, wow, it was going to be the first one. It's when uh, it's when Anthony shows him his drawing of Inez and the horse. You know, he's like, he's like, yeah, check this out, man. I've just been drawn over here. Uh, he and uh, good wow. Yeah. Wow. Owen, Wilson goes, Owen Wilson goes, wow, man. You know, like
2: it. it
1: <laughs> Class.
0: I just absolutely love that. You know, that's that's an iconic first, quote. right? Wow.
1: There. Wow! Did he did he not have one in the short? I want...
0: I don't know. I don't believe so. I don't okay. believe so. Yeah, it
1: took it took it for his first debut to get the first. Yeah, that makes sense.
0: Before it was iconic, you know, there was no reason yeah. for him to think the way that he says "Wow" would be a like a cultural iconic moment almost thirty years later.
1: Yeah, you know, man. Now I liked uh, like because was the most of the screen time used for Inez? like Inez, I felt like was was quite a bit of the story. Um like they were at uh, the motel big,
0: a big chunk know. of it. They got to the they got to the motel almost thirty minutes into the movie.
1: Okay.
0: And then I remember this because uh I had to pause at some point in the towards the middle. About fifty like towards an hour into the movie is when they're like holding hands, walking out into the field towards Dignan. So like it's a good thirty minute chunk at least of this hour and a half. Okay. You know, um, and that's before they even have the discussion that's before they even you know have the phone call later on in the movie like that's uh you know there's there's a lot. <laughs> i think phone call think, that's my favorite scene that's my oh, favorite really scene right I think now. that's my yeah.
1: favorite line uh is just w- whatever he's on the phone, and actually like so word on the street uh or should I say rumor has it uh well, I heard you love me. And, like, it's just, he's so, like, I just, his hesitation before, and then, but the part that I really love is whenever she's like, yeah, no, I do, and he just goes, yeah, you know, like, in the middle of the party, like, just everyone there, like, he's just, he's just, yeah, like, and just, like, looking around for a high five immediately, or, like, just celebrating, like, that's, that's why, like, I loved his performances, it wasn't, like, Owen Wilson, I, I do agree, probably had, like, the way more charismatic, and, like, uniqueness to him that no one else could yeah. really do but i think luke wilson just really owned this kind of i don't you know what, even made, how to what made him our favorite it. character like, yeah. yeah like he's like,
0: he's just he's like, in a similar way that dignan is dignan you know or that owen like wilson is dignan
1: yeah there's just yeah three Stooges and they're For all sure. they, they all just have their their quirk to them uh and bob's is just kind of that he's he's no, just you, bob <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if
0: nobody cares, if you feel like nobody in the fucking world gives a shit, the way he gets like kind of mad when he delivers that line is so fucking funny to me. And what's what also sticks out is the uh the way that this is more overtly comedic. But there are a lot of moments in this movie that are really subtle which kind of stick through the rest of Wes's filmography where it is kind of mm. like a Oh, that's just a tiny little thing that if you catch it, you're supposed to kinda you're you're supposed to giggle a little bit, and that's kind of what the comedy is after royal Tenenbaums bombs and on I would say um. But when Bob is delivering that line, where he's like, "You know, if you ever, if you ever feel like nobody cares, like nobody in the fucking world gives a shit," uh, he runs a stop sign, and Anthony in the back of the car goes, you, "That, that was a stop sign." Man.
2: Fine, yes. Yeah, and
0: he just like keeps going, keeps talking, and like that's that's the sort of bit of comedy that eventually ends up being like Wes Anderson <laughs> oh, style, it's
1: so good. you know? Uh,
2: so good. Yeah. I, other... oh, go
1: ahead.
2: Oh, go ahead, Joseph. You're good.
1: I was just going to bring up another moment that just made me laugh that just popped into my head was whenever Inez was showing him his necklace and like oh, t- yes. took the little picture out and is like holding is just a little picture. He's like, Is this you? And he's like, Can I keep this? Like, it, you could tell it's like, it, it's like the last little bit or like, I don't know. It's like very important to Inez to keep in her neck. He's yeah. like,
2: and it's her, it? it's her, it's her sister. Yeah, then, it ends up being yeah. her sister.
1: When he when he holds it next <laughs> to her head too, and he's like, "This looks just like you." And it's just, yes. it's just so small, you know. Like, oh, I just. And he keeps it anyway. You know yeah. what I mean? Like
2: he he, <laughs> he realizes he's told the information that it's actually her sister, and he's like, "Well, can I keep it anyway?" You know? What I mean? It's like, dude. Um, you know, another one where you'd mentioned like where he's celebrating. You know, he calls her and he's like, oh, I kind of heard you love me, you know, and all that. But the time it takes for him to find that out, simply because that kid is, that kid, Rocky, tells Dignan, you know, because she she tells him, hey, go, you know, tell him this. And so he stops Dignan and he's like, hey, tell Anthony I love him. And it's like Dignan is too stupid to realize what is actually being said, you know? I mean, it's just, oh, Dignan. (laughs)
0: And then later on for him to be talking, relaying that to Anthony and being like, and that Rocky kid yeah. said he, he said loved, he loved you me.
1: You. Yeah, he said he uh, loved he you. Said he, he said he loved me. Was he translating? And he's like, Oh, you saw the process and he was like, Yeah, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, oh, <laughs> oh,
0: oh wow. Boy. You're yeah. going to blow our cover. The, like, I want to know how long they staked out this building to figure out that they were supposed to be on lunch during that time. It feels like they probably did this three days max or even maybe just that one day. And, and we're like, uh, they
1: were taking notes. I mean, you could just Luke. I mean, Luke. Anthony was just making the flip book the whole time. So, like, even whenever they were staking it out, you know, he wouldn't <laughs> paying
2: any attention. Yeah, yeah
1: no, they're not even really caring. They're like, yeah, they go on lunch around this time every day. All right. That's that's good enough. We should
0: figure that out. Yeah, we did. We
1: did the research. We know. You know, like we we staked <laughs> it out. We know exactly how it's gonna go. And he's so confident in his plans. You know, and so over like over the top. Even for the bookstore, like they needed explosives or something. Like he, right, he wanted like <laughs> like dynamite or something for the bookstore. Yeah, like I really thought the bookstore was gonna end up being a library, and then there wasn't any money yeah. in there at all. You know, they were <laughs> robbing a library. Um, but uh, I don't know. I think the the tiny bags and like they needed, they needed some money, you know, so they could have a score and go out and like $83,
0: whatever, man. But, like, That's not a bad haul. Oh.
2: <laughs> it, just the, the heists, all of them, like they're, you know, leading culminating to the, to the, you know, the big heist at the end, like it's, they're literally grown men and you have Kumar who I don't even know how old fucking Kumar is at that point, but it's grown men who, I feel like 15 year olds could possibly do a better job in that situation. Mm -hmm. You know, they're just so uh, in over their heads, you know, like, and, and Dignans, but he is confident till the very end, man. Like, it's like he wants, you mentioned earlier where he wants to be Mr. Henry so bad. Even in jail, he's like relishing in a way that he's, like he's in jail you know what i mean like yeah, welcoming like he's, that he's a criminal man like yeah, yeah. i did this
0: isn't know? it funny that you were in the nut house and now i'm in jail yes yeah, like that, that yeah. little line that was another contender for me i was
1: right. like so you guys gotta gotta take like right. card in, in 30 seconds you know at, at this time no matter <laughs> yes. what, go, what, go 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 got it
0: and they're like panicking they're like looking yeah. around like oh shit what do we have to do because they're like i know they're not going to but they're like down like if Dignan means it, I think they were gonna fucking try. You know, like
1: <laughs> yeah, they were gonna find a way. There's something they're gonna try something. They yeah, and, and belt buckles and stuff. Yeah, that, yeah. in prison, man. That, yeah, and that was like get-
2: the first time he showed like a sense of humor in a way, right? Like he tricked him. He, he and yeah, he kind of laughed it off and everything. And I just felt like he was so serious the entire film. That it was like, okay, he's got a little bit of sense of humor in there, you know.
0: Well, he's he's self aware, that which is something you didn't really pick up from him at all. Like For he, sure. he knows exactly the way he's acting, and so yeah. whenever he puts that on at the end, and they're they're like panicking, he's like, ha, 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 "Got your ass," you know, like you you thought you thought I was still on my bullshit, you know. But uh, he, the way he shows, like. A bit of growth at the end of this movie is one. Of the, you know, it's one of the reasons that I could see Dignan being a favorite character. You know, whenever he takes the fall and he decides to run back, and they they won't catch me because I'm fucking
2: fucking innocent. innocent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a good line. Yeah, yeah, they'll yeah. never catch me, man, because I'm fucking innocent.
1: I don't know it could also be he was he. I think he wanted to be in jail a little, bit. a little bit. He he wanted to get caught, and he he knew that he was bad. Like maybe he really thought that he was good at what he did. I don't know um because there is a line in there where where he's talking to anthony and he's like you know don't you think it would have been on don't you think i would have been uh having a grand old time down in arizona with beautiful ladies in a nut house you know or whatever like he was like don't you think i would have wanted something like that yeah it's whenever they're out uh in the lemon and it breaks down and Mm -hmm. they kind of have their their fight or whatever and he's like don't you think i would have wanted something like that um and, then- and,
2: and that, that scene that scene with the lemon too I mean so he's pushing I mean the car is trashed you're not going to fix the car dude like and that might be the line for me when he's like and I had to I had to type it out here what a lemon I don't know man one minute it's running like a top the next minute it's broken down on the side of the road and I can't fix a car like this because I don't have the tools to do it man and even if I did have the tools I can't promise that I'd know how to fix a car like that that's amazing to me like that's- that whole yeah. spiel of just desperate panic and talking himself in circles about whether he can fix the car or not, knowing that he can't anyway, is probably, that's up there on my lines. There were so many good lines, by the way. Like, there were just so many good ones, but that that's a pretty good one, I think.
1: Um No, that is, that's a great does one. Does Dignan remind you of any of our in real life friends? Like,
2: uh uh,
0: straight off the top of my head, yeah, Trenton.
1: Okay, I was thinking more Mike. Um, Reminds like, me is, of Mike too. How, yeah. Well, I don't know. Mike, kind would, of a combination of both. I see. I, I see Trenton now though too. Okay, I, I was just curious. Just if who was the no? Like, Ma- I see Mike there.
0: more and Luke or in, in Luke. Okay, maybe. Anthony. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: okay, that I see that now. Yeah, Luke Mike is definitely way more Anthony. <laughs> Just, that's, okay. 'Cause I mean no, that's, like
0: good. it's it's something that Dignan does is he he says objectively wrong things so confidently, which is an aspect oh, of which is
2: which is Trent Moore. Oh no shit. Good call. It yeah, says outwardly
1: even... wrong things confidently. That <laughs> totally. could not have summed some. And up. things that
0: things that he even <laughs> probably knows are wrong.
1: Yeah, you know, yeah. like
2: that's a good point point. and once Damn. he
1: says it and he knows it's wrong afterwards he still has to defend and mm-hmm. act like it you know yeah no okay that's, like that's that scene weird. that
0: my the line that my dad just said you know like uh oh man this thing's a piece of shit you know and i don't have the tools to fix a car like this and even if i did i can't promise that i could fix a car like that man like i could i could see that whole thing coming out of trenton's mouth and uh for the listeners trenton joined us for the thor love and thunder podcast and i don't think he's been <laughs> on another episode since
1: yeah Guess it's shown in at some points. I feel like at random, like maybe in Miles when Miles was in at one time. Trenton was over or something, so he yeah he showed yeah. up for like a couple seconds. But that's he's about popped it. in.
0: He's popped in and popped out before. Yeah, so uh not completely irrelevant. But no, I'm one hundred percent, one hundred percent with you on that. uh And that's what's kind of awesome about Wes's characters at large. Typically, is that you know, and, and like I said, I'm comparing him to Trenton, but he's not one hundred percent Trenton. Trenton's not as objectively stupid as Dignan <laughs> yeah. is, you know, T- Dignan's a real dumb motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, and Trenton has his moments, you know, uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> they all do. They, they're, yeah. they're so archetypical almost like they, they're, you can kind of see yourself in a lot of his characters and the way that's evolved over time, because, you know, it's funny watching bottle rocket uh compared to, you know, shit all the way his most recent movie the french dispatch where there's this much more personal touch i feel like he put into bottle rocket whereas the french dispatch you know it's formatted like a magazine it's a little bit it feels journalistic you know like he's it's an anti-empathetic sort of storytelling method where he keeps the viewer at a distance until a final moment where he's like Mm. boom yeah, you didn't realize this was resonating with you on a deep level. It's, uh, you know, when Chaz Tenenbaum and the Royal Tenenbaums goes, yeah, man, I've had a it's been a rough year, you know, like that that moment gets you there whenever Steve Zissou and the Life Aquatic goes, uh, I, I wonder if it remembers me. It's like all of a sudden you're walloped with this emotion that you didn't realize was building within you. Because he keeps you at an arm's length, which is something that you can tell he's kind of developing he isn't quite there yet with with this mm. movie. Um, and I, because I, there's a lot of stuff in this movie where it's not even it doesn't even make those attempts, you know, like that what he would do later on in his career. It is it is more straight up feel good all the way throughout.
1: Yeah, yeah. This was just a a fun movie like that. The, it the whole time like it's just the comedy is really what like it is a very very good strength of this movie like it it keeps you in and the story is just kind of interesting in its own right like i i i, I don't know this this is like i i liked rushmore but i i take this i take bottle rocket over rushmore kind of any day like i i like this is just so much more of a fun movie to watch in my opinion like uh and it feels i don't know this this feels better than Ru- Rushmore has maybe a stronger story, I guess, than this one, because, I don't know, this story's not really that important, it's just wild, it's more <laughs> of like a Dumb and Dumber Three Stooges story anyways, uh, while, right. you know, Rushmore actually has like a, a serious kind of story to it. Yeah, um, it has a
0: serious streak.
1: Yeah, but...
0: No, I'm with you though, I, I, I this one does make for easier casual viewing, I think, you mm. know, it is it is easier to just throw on and... Like, cause shit, you know, I've, I've watched this movie probably three times all the way through, uh, just since, since I watched it for the first time, but the last two days in anticipation of this podcast, I just throw it on in the background while I'm doing other shit, you know, because it, it, it isn't any, it's not a difficult movie to remember. You know, it is very simple. It is very straightforward. It's just, you know, these three dudes, they're trying to, they're trying to get their money. They're trying to get their bag any way they know how and get by, you know, uh. (laughs)
1: <laughs> About an hour thirty as well. Very, oh yeah, very short friendly. And sweet. Yeah, yep. very, very easy to throw and on. That's and what like this he, that's
0: what he does so freaking well, yeah. man. They're, like the combined runtime of the what uh, eleven movies we've covered now has got to be. I bet I'd bet it's shorter than twenty two hours. You yeah, know, shorter than two. They're hours always on.
1: like hour forty, around max. hour forty is hour like where, yeah. Where, like I remember a lot of them being. Um, so yeah, he's. He do- he doesn't have anything in there that's unnecessary. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's very whatever he needs for the story, that's it. Yeah, French Dispatch hour 40, Rural Ten hour 50, Fantastic Mr. Fox hour and a half, Isle of Dogs hour 40. Yeah, they're always always under 2 hours, that's for sure. Uh, I don't I don't think one of them has gone over 2 hours.
0: No, no um, they haven't. And that's like you know, a lot of a lot of filmmakers need more time to express a story that they want to tell, but I feel like Wes Anderson's figured out a way to be like I know how to get there. I know how to get there fast and effectively. And it's kind of
1: Yeah, like even uncanny, Grand Budapest. You know? That was an hour 40. And that has like a... That's a great-ass story that was told there. And that's only... Like, that's still under epic, two hours. You know, like, it yeah. feels
0: massive. It feels like a huge story. Like, that's the... That movie's the total fucking opposite of Bottle Rocket. You know what I'm saying? Where, like, it's only <laughs> 10 minutes longer. But it feels so epic and grand-spanning. It's It, it covers... 30 to 50 years in, in time you know like time leaps in between and stuff but like
1: mm-hmm. this
0: is just like a couple days where these dudes are on the run for a crime that they're probably not being looked for for you know hmm. uh yeah
1: finally i i found the longest one and it's life aquatic um it's a it's right under two hours hour 59 ah um, okay so I guess, I, don't, I wouldn't have thought that actually. That I wouldn't Life have either. I would was have thought the that was another one movie. of
0: his hour and a half. But,
1: so I guess even his long movies are just kind of breezy. Very easily digestible. Yeah, I don't know. He, the pacing, he's very good at pacing a movie. Like there's never moments where you're just like, "Oh, I'm bored." I'm really checking out. Like you're always you're 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 locked in to his movies the whole mm-hmm. time. And uh you know, this this one was very, very funny. Very enjoyable, that's for sure. Like, I I, I really enjoyed watching this. Yeah, and even, like, uh, it's showing, like, the trailer. Whenever they were buying guns out in the field, and they all just were shooting, just yeah. oh, unloading, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, unloading on, like, targets yeah. just out in the middle of a field. And they're like, yeah, we'll take this one. You know, and they, like, handed he, like, him, like, one gun. bill. I like the yeah, barrel when he holds. Yeah, yeah and, like, and, like, Dignum paid him, like, with one like Bill, and then the guy was like, "Yeah, no, I'm gonna need like all of your money like for how ex- you know that that's like it's way more expensive than you were thinking like he he thought he could buy a gun for like twenty bucks, you know, or something like that, and that's what he was gonna get away with, but you no know, it's ah, uh, th- this the small moments, even like that, like that was just a transition kind of shot, like no words were spoken, it was just we're driving out, they're buying guns now, unloading, and then they were back to business, whatever it was, um." And so it's just everything that's in, in every situation was always funny. And yeah, speaking to, the-
0: speaking of that, let's do favorite scenes. How about that? That'll mm-hmm. that'll be next. Dad, what's your what's your favorite scene in this movie?
2: Oh man. Um I have a few listed. We've talked on a few of them already. I I do I I'm gonna go with the opening scene. Um Oh, man there's so many actually no I'm not that that's honorable mention so I'll give my honorable mention right now which is the opening scene where dignan thinks it's an escape um, fantastic and and it, the it yeah, and it really it really sets the tone and kind of tells you how anthony uh knows dignan so well that he's like just let him think it man just let you know what I mean like he's getting glory out of this let him have his fun so that's my honorable mention and the, the My favorite is stupid. I mean, there's no reason it should be my favorite scene because it's so short. It has no significance whatsoever, but it does have James Kahn with a top knot. Fuck. Yeah. Practicing karate against, you know, with a dude that's just in briefs, that's just in literally underwear briefs, and he's got a top knot and a and a karate. I don't even know what you call it. I don't even kimono. know. kimono, kimono, and and he's just talking that shit. He's like, I got that, I got the, I got the eye, you know, and doing like the, just,
0: doing the fake little pose. He's yes, just the way he's at him.
2: Yes, I Is don't he know why.
1: Toolbar? Is he actually fighting Kumar? Ko- like who's he fighting um, there? Is I it Kumar? I don't think
2: it's Kumar.
1: No. no, I think it's just yeah, some random. I think it's I think it's a random guy. guy. I think, yeah. Yes, okay. I do. I don't okay, think it's right, like is- I don't think it's
2: like Applejack or, or Kumar. Um, it's just some random dude. And I I think the the older guy in me appreciates it a little bit. You know, I'm 45 and I'm like fucking James Con out here doing whatever the fuck he wants to do. He's practicing karate right now. Right, feeling himself big time in his what was it again kimono. Yeah, his kimono. kimono with his top knot, and just just oozing confidence, you know, like um. So that that probably again no significance. I just got a real kick out of it, is all.
0: No, I love that. That's a great. That's a great choice, you know. I think that James gon Ga- James Con's uh role in this movie kind of goes, you know, under the radar a little bit, which is hilarious given that he is James Con. You know, like he's he's the one who's bringing like a, a, an ounce of legitimacy to this film, and whenever yeah. he's sitting there with uh with them on like the park bench, and he's being um, like a he's being like a father figure, and he's like he's he's like yeah, rustling he's, their heads and stuff, and he's, he's like, ah, them. my little yeah. guys, you know,
2: like
1: yeah. uh, uh, that the, shit's the so kind of funny, you know. Too, whenever he stands up to Bob's brother, you know. Oh he, yeah, that that's uh, in, oh, up yeah. there too in
2: the in yeah. the country club, right?
1: Yeah, and yeah. and I love like that storyline with Bob too, and. When, you know bob was like yeah i think my brother finally said something nice to me or whatever and he's like you know you're not com- you don't completely suck or like you're you, i don't know he's like, a total
2: piece of shit
1: yeah or something along the lines and then finally you get mr henry standing up to him and then bob is just like oh my god you're my hero, hero. you know like yeah. this was Or i hope you're not offended by that you know your, your brother's a cocksucker and he's like no not offended <laughs> at all he's like thank you for this experience like uh, yeah, he, he was Mr. Henry was pretty cool, but then you know ends up just yeah the actual smart conman out of them all. Yeah. You know
2: he saw easy marks and he took advantage of and them. He's like, you know,
1: Bob, why are you know?
2: <laughs> Whenever he's club, like,
0: yeah, he actually you know? robbed Bob's house, man. And <laughs> yeah. Dignan's like, hey, I thought about doing that myself. You know?
1: <laughs> oh man, yeah, he had took to the back. grand piano.
0: I bet he took that grand piano, piano. You
1: know, that's worth so much on the black market. Yeah like, <laughs> yeah like what the fuck are you talking about uh,
0: black market pianos man uh no that's a that's a gr- that's a great scene though and it kind of just encompasses mr henry as a character in this one uh my if if i'm if we're doing honorable mentions as well my honorable mention would have to be the heist at the end when yeah, it's just. yeah when it's just
2: unraveling everything is hitting the fan the
0: the gun goes off applejack has a heart attack kumar's hanging out in the freezer like
1: they're all arguing the people
0: who are standing there are so confused they're like i don't even like is this is this really happening right now, Umar, What are you doing in the freezer?
2: I don't know. I don't I know. Blew man, it, man yeah, I blew it. I blew it. You had
1: no idea how to get into that safe. They knew the safe was there. Yeah. And that's where the money was. But then they're like, "You never had it, man. <laughs> you can't do it
2: because you never knew how. You never knew how in the first place. It's like,
1: yeah. it's like they didn't try. I don't know. You. That's pretty crucial that you get the safe open because it's not. You're not moving. Yeah, the that's thing, the whole know? point. That, that is yeah. the whole heist right there. Umar and jokes, yeah, that was man yeah they they trust i blew it it, man i blew
0: blew it it. (laughs) yeah no but that that is my honorable mention simply because the chaos that ensues is just it's another one that's kind of indicative of like where wes anderson's style kind of goes whenever the comedy kind of shines in his movies you know i feel like there's a bit of life aquatic that that kind of gets gets there with like steve zisu going all in with the pirates attack his ship and stuff like uh all the stuff that happens there and then the when they get to the island and they break them out there and stuff like there's there's always chaos at some point in a wes anderson movie where it all just hits the fucking fan and it's just kind of hilarious um and, yeah that
2: that scene that i it's it's deserving of the best of the best one, really. I mean, but it, it that's an easy one, right? That's kind of a lob that it would be the right, best one. Right. And when it's just hitting the fan like that, another great line where it, the way he starts that where he's like, forget it then. Forget it. Just forget it, man. You can't do it because you never knew how in the first play. Like, it's just, yes. it's that panic, that desperation that I kept talking about. Like, it's just, he's at his wits end. I mean, and look at the crew he's walking in there with. Like, it's just fucking comedic. Like, the guys that he chose to go into whatever whatever that facility is and decide to try to rob is is amazing. But. What do you, so, what you
0: The fact that he had like, uh, when Mister Henry was like, "You sure you don't want me to come with you on this one, man?" and he's like, "No, I'd like to. I'd like to handle this one myself, sir." And he's like, "You know what? That's why I like you, kid." Like that yeah. whole thing. And then he's walking up and he's leaving his best man as a lookout out there with anthony you know that's who you need in there with you and i know he eventually comes inside but that's because shit's already hit the fan and stuff's going in a way they didn't anticipate bob's not reporting in he's like man you got to come down here man i'm
2: i'm fucking tired <laughs> do you do you all remember their call signs what'd they oh, call
1: what was pretty good i yeah. can't
2: rem- I i brought it up i can't remember but it was even that shit was funny you know like um it, when when Anthony ends up losing his post and he goes down there and they're just trying to find each other, it's just everything about it's, it's just it's just a disaster from start to start to finish.
1: Because I think it's Anthony who's like over the comms at first. He's like, Yeah, I don't really know about this. I don't I don't think I really want to do this. As he's just like <laughs> yeah. just Bob is like Bob's like Yeah, me too, man. And I'm just yes. here. I'm all lonely. Like I'm all alone. I don't like this. I'm gonna can I come up to the roof with you? You know. Yes. And then that's just so when good. His, walkie doesn't stop or it's probably just because he turned it off and he was just headed to the roof you know he was like just screw this man I, I'm just you know it's probably why I don't know like do you think his walkie actually broke or he just like
2: yeah I don't know There's he
1: <laughs> actually turned it off you know I don't know no, like, yeah
2: Bob, not enough a little yeah. bit of a
0: self-sabotage thing Bob's got going on there uh,
2: so then uh, if that was your honorable mention what's your what's your top one then
0: my actual favorite scene is when everything comes together for Anthony and Inez I absolutely loved that uh whenever he's on the phone with yeah, her that's a good and uh one. it's it's it was joe's line you know whenever he's like he's calling everybody at the motel you know he works through every single person who <laughs> works there and he's like hey is a in there and like the first person says no and he's like well i don't buy that one fucking bit i'm calling the next person you know and he just he just keeps working through everybody he keeps getting transferred and ultimately he finds a and all of a sudden she's been learning english over the last couple weeks and she's so she's mm-hmm. she's practically fluent
1: man like, pretty uh, impressive yeah Ooh, and but uh that's your english you're <laughs> yes yeah, like, whoa he, he doesn't realize it at first but then like after she's just been talking a little he's like wait a minute wow oh, yeah shit. like
0: and just just that whole thing he's like so word on the street you know or should yeah. i say rumor has it uh
1: oh so like they yeah. say you love me <laughs> he knows the yeah he's like he already knows you know he's somehow so like
0: confident but yeah. also so nervous at the same time that it makes it just like a perfect essence <laughs> of what luke wilson's bringing in that moment and whenever you know there's ah, there's so many great moments with anez and anthony you know like that really is my favorite little my favorite storyline in this movie you know from mm. the from the moment they're walking around the hotel the motel together and She's like, stay out here. And he just walks right on it right and, yeah. and fluffs pillows. And they're like, that's my, uh, and that's he's my like hello.
1: I, I don't know. I, I was just, it was so funny to me. Like, and that, that's why Anthony ended up being like, or um, Anthony ended up being my character was for this scene was just how he just kept hit just immediately attached to Inez. And, then and just he's just
0: talking to her the whole time. He's followed her like,
1: everywhere. Yeah. And she just lets him. She yeah. Did. And that's the thing. You, you expect Inez to be like, Okay, man. Like, I dude. need to do my fucking job. No, but she's just no. Just, but then,
0: whenever you see his like hand on the cart pushing it with her, and yes. and, he, and, she, and she like smiles up at him, and you're like, oh, it's cute. It's all cute because you know in a mod in a modern climate, it, it does feel like you're kind of viewing this like, oh no. He might be coming on a little strong, you know, and then, uh, but you know, it's just, it's just not how this movie's playing out, and I adore that. I thought that was and cute as fuck.
1: Two actual people, like normal people that are in their room, they see Anthony walking and they're just like...
2: Are you like, oh yeah, if that's me, I'm like, bro, what, what the fuck are you doing? You just, work here, yeah. And
1: just, yeah. He's and Anthony just goes like, oh hey, how you doing? You know, or whatever. As and he just continues to just straighten out their stuff or whatever.
2: Yeah, and just yeah. another example how that dude just float. He's just floating through his life at that uh, during the course of this movie and just coming up aces, man. Like just <laughs> you know, he just approached her awkwardly. He was he was in the pool, right? And he was like up against the edge of the pool when he you know first lays eyes on her. Then he just decides he's gonna. He's going to, you know, uh, chase her a little bit and it ends up working perfectly for the guy. Yeah. Whenever
0: he's like, uh, I saw you down by the pool, right? Yeah. Like that was, I love the way that he just keeps talking and she can't understand the word he's saying. You know, whenever she's like cleaning their room and he's like, he's like, yeah, Dignan and Bob are like that. I don't, I think it's rude, man. I don't, I don't like it. You know, it's just not cool. Uh, And she's, she's just like nodding along. Like, you know what? You seem like a nice guy. Uh whenever they're in the pool later and he's like, Your skin is like silk. Okay, and she's is. like, What uh what is silk? And uh yeah. he's like, Silk, you know, soft. Sandpaper? Silk. And he, like you know, I thought that was I thought that shit that was like adorable. You know, there's just a lot of really cute stuff with Inez and yeah. Anthony that I just really
1: loved. Making some pina coladas or some something up in you know in the blender. They were they were they were living it up had had a little that
0: party. Day. This looks like a real nice soiree you've got going on here. Yeah, didn't
1: uh, at, at, at first, but then they're then Anthony's like, come on, like just join us, like come on in, you know. Yeah, well, yeah. he like
0: looks at he like walks in and he's like, oh shit, sorry, wrong room. And then he looks at the room number and he's like, no, wait a second, this is my fucking. Room. What is everybody doing in here? hey hey, hey, anthony i gotta talk to you man this seems like a real nice soiree you've got going on (laughs) but i got some shit going on that my brother's in jail that whole thing whenever he's like uh and he just what you want me to leave my brother behind and anthony goes no and dignan goes yes you know yes just do that you know like uh that shit was just so funny man i uh i absolutely loved all the character dynamics which is another thing you can always you know come to with a wes anderson movie is every character has their own relationship with someone else that ultimately is very very either funny or sad or just any any range of emotions you're getting you know when it comes to dignan and anthony you got that you got anthony and Inez you even got dig dignan to Inez where he's just got like this kind of like oh yeah man like cool you know like yeah sure she seems like a good girl for you man that seems she seems dope you know uh I've always liked her, man. She's, she's, yes, really nice. that, uh, that, that whole thing was just incredible. Bob to both of them. Like, I, Bob is just another, <laughs> another guy. Who car, man. Of,
1: He's like, he didn't steal the car. That's his car. Like, yeah. That, whenever that, he that, goes, whatever. God
0: damn it. Bob stole
2: his car, <laughs> yeah. man. Yes. And he said, Bob stole his car. He All his right. Call. So, so you, Joseph, you'd asked earlier, um, about who's the Dignan in your in your friend group mm-hmm. who's the Bob in your guy's friend group
0: uh actually, it would also be Trenton. <laughs>
2: the many personalities of
0: yeah no guy. just to, just to, well and the reason is that like the way dignan just fucking rags on him <laughs> the whole fucking time it reminded me so much of hanging out with like uh hunter hunter, oh, hunter is another, another big Trent, yeah. time dignan energy as far as the way he goes whenever he goes at bob it reminds me of hunter going at trenton oh, and it's like great. yep that's uh that's them to a t uh <laughs> bob man That's uh
1: everything every time it's wes anderson we say it's fantastic and we say it's unreal not real whatsoever but you can put real people in there you know this is always yeah like obviously there's there's probably not these you know people that are this grown doing this you know I don't right know. maybe maybe there are some people out there um that are kind of doing this but, but i don't know it, it's crazy and it's hilarious and a funny story but I don't know. There, there's, it's crazy that we can actually tie real people down oh, yeah. to qualities. I mean, like...
2: it, it's, it's extreme, but you, I mean, the characters have certain, uh, you know, parts of their, of their personality that are still very relatable to people you know. Even though it's like on the extreme end of the spectrum of it, you still see people you know in those characters. And I think that's, I think that's pretty cool, actually.
0: Yeah. There's like this almost like universality to his sort of, uh, to the, to the characters he presents. we like, like I said, I can project one of my friends onto all three of these characters and I can project myself onto all three of these characters, you know, like that's, and that's kind of what makes these awesome is that like you, and that's what, that's what kind of makes fiction in general. Awesome. Is that it kind of presents you with a, a wide range of personalities and you kind of realize that you yourself and the people, you know, are not just one thing, you know, like, and neither are these characters. They present a whole bunch of sides to themselves that you ultimately realize are like, Oh, it's just very human in a way that, you know, I I think Wes Anderson has a real knack for.
1: It's almost like he wrote all their characters as if they were like 10 year old kids going on this mission and like doing these things. Like, literally wrote what a kid would do but then just had an adult act it out
2: (laughs) yeah and maybe even used like certain um extensions of their own personalities like you know obviously he knew owen wilson right so maybe you know maybe maybe he's thinking man i'm gonna write owen wilson like he's 10 well and there's
0: Uh, also the fact that owen wilson did help write this movie right Uh, i i wonder how much of that is like uh straight like They've got to know these people, you know, like they're, they're relatively based on real people. And, uh, cause that's just how, that's just how writing works typically. No matter, no matter what yourself, the people you know, they bleed into what you are working on. And, uh, so I've always viewed in this movie, Anthony as the Wes, like Wes Anderson. That's his, Luke Wilson is his stand in, you know, that's, that's who he would be in this movie, sort of. And, uh, but then there's also this element of Dignan where I can see Wes Anderson bleeding through, you know, the control freak who has to have everything exactly, exactly the right way. And is like, oh, well, this is exactly how this has to go and exactly how this has to look. And uh you can't break the rules, but maybe I will a little bit, you know, and that's kind of I feel like it's kind of how he goes about making movies. <laughs> you know, <He's, laughs> you don't you don't fuck up my lines. I might change the line, but you don't you don't get to change the line. You know, that's not something you get to do. Um and it it's just it's just interesting to see them all kind of bleed through that way because I I mean Owen Wilson is just I have a tough time believing he's not exactly like Dignan in a lot of ways you know
1: mm. yeah no I, I it it I just can't believe still can't believe that this is his first role like that's that's nuts I even while watching I just like, yeah, he's been doing this probably for a little – like, he's obviously younger than I've seen him, in, like, in most things. But I, I just assumed, like, yeah, he seems pretty established, like, just in how mm-hmm. he was, like, in his performance.
2: but Oh, for sure. I mean, you, you – he didn't come off like a rookie. Like, I – you know, I mean, he acted pretty well in that movie. I mean – and incidentally, I don't know if you guys – if this is part of the the pod – But do we know, like, I don't even know how to do on Rotten Tomatoes, how to do, you know what I mean? Do you guys, have you guys already looked at that or
0: something we do? We, we actually usually do it with the ratings, but, uh, Mm -hmm. according to most of the movies we've covered with Wes Anderson, they all do pretty well. You know, they're never, uh, you know, IMDB, this one's, this one's rocking at a 6.9 out of 10, which, uh, in my opinion, seems like it might be a tad low. Um,
1: I, or. the tomato meter audience gives it a 79%. It's like Hmm. almost 80%, which makes sense. A fun movie. Fun. uh,
2: fun Yeah. And and you guys, I I really appreciate how you guys like are willing to go. I mean, not that this movie is super old, right? I mean, but look, you guys are young, you're young guys. And like all these movies you guys review, I appreciate the fact that you guys will go back and like really watch these movies. My question for you is, um, how big of an audience do y'all think this, this movie has now because and the reason i asked that is because i i couldn't tell you what channel i watched it on i did not seek this movie out i randomly you know back when there was just cable right it probably was on and i was like oh, let me check this out and i watched it because i had nothing else to do and it just i liked it and then it stuck with me and every time you know it's one of those movies you see it on you're going to watch it and i say that because i have peers that like at work for instance and we'll just be chatting and I'm like, well, you know, I'm going to get on this podcast with my son and, and his buddy and we're going to go over uh, the, the movie bottle rocket. And you know, there's a dude that's probably two years younger than me and he's like bottle rocket. What's that? And I'm, and I'm just like, man, you're missing out. And so I, I guess the question is pretty loaded, but I just even feel like with my demographic, it, it didn't hit a lot of people because a lot of the people in my demographic don't even know about the movie. Right,
0: no, and uh, that that is interesting. I I actually hadn't heard of the movie okay. until a couple years or not a couple years back, a couple months back when I watched it for the
2: first time. I and I you was, heard about it simply because of Wes Anderson. I was looking, yeah. I was seeking
0: Wes Anderson movies out, right. and I was like, oh shit, cool. I'd I'd scrolled past this a few times on HBO Max, and I'd always like. I'd literally never engaged it because, you know, I'm I'm you know, they say never judge a book by its cover, but its little thumbnail, I I was always just kind of like, I'm good, you know. It never it never yeah. looked intriguing to me. Um but I did I I like I don't think I've ever heard this movie come up in conversation. Right. You know, with uh with Asteroid City coming out or it technically came out uh a week mm-hmm. ago, but we're going to go see it this Sunday. Um there's been like the premiere was last week and uh I, I follow letterboxed on like Twitter and Instagram and they always have someone at the carpets and stuff asking, you know, the cast of the movie, what's your favorite, what's your favorite Wes Anderson film? You know, because Wes Anderson's a real big deal now with the AI duplication and people trying to mimic his style on TikTok for the, the trends and stuff. Um, So Wes Anderson, not only are they in a Wes Anderson movie, he's just a hot topic at the moment. Um And so they were like, what's your favorite Wes Anderson movie? And a couple of them were like bottle rocket, you know? And I was like, uh, that's no shit. That's, that's interesting, you know, because like there is something special about it. Like this, this sort of unrefined nature of it because Wes Anderson's just not the filmmaker he becomes yet. You know, it is, it is very free flowing and loose and it's not, uh, it's, it's not like, uh, picture-perfect every single frame where he's like, oh, this is exactly how we're going to shoot this, and we're not going to shoot it at any other angle because this is exactly how I see it in my head, you know, uh, like he does with Grand Budapest and stuff later on. But uh,
1: Later movies are definitely – you have to enjoy that kind of style or at mm -hmm. least not let it bother you while you watch it, and some people just can't get over that, and, like, that's – it's fair. Like, the movie's not meant for everybody. You know, like, some people – don't like that in a movie. They'd rather it be that the camera isn't known to be there. It's just another view, you know, whatever. Like, I, I guess I get that uh, for some people, but like in a movie it's just like an this, added
0: layer for me.
1: Yeah, in a movie like this, it is just more of a what the large audience, the, mm-hmm. the, the majority audience would view as just a normal movie. Normal movie, yeah. um, and it's funny and very enjoyable. And I mean, if you. I think, like, maybe a lot of people, they would go into this rather being like, oh, this is Owen Wilson's debut. I want yeah. to watch it for reason instead of, like, it's a Wes Anderson movie. Like, that's really not – Wes isn't a big part of this movie as he is in his other. His yeah, other-
2: that's a great point. I'm sure there's a certain audience that is far more interested in going, oh, man, I, you know, because Luke Wilson, not as much as Owen Wilson, but they both had pretty good careers, and Owen is still huge. I could right. see like, oh, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go check this movie out because it has Owen Wilson and Luca Wilson in it, you know? Yeah. Um, oh, and
0: the brother, the brother duo there, you know, like it is, it is just automatically intriguing to have, you know, brothers acting opposite each other in, in a feature film. Like that's okay. just not something you see a lot. So like, it's uh it's automatically got a lot of stuff going for it. And I think that it kind of came at a time where, you know, we don't get bottle rockets anymore. You know, this was a, this was a theatrical release. This got put in movie theaters and it was like, go see, go see bottle rocket. You know, and it was it wasn't like a huge promotional deal because Wes Anderson's not an established director yet. Owen Wilson's a first time actor and stuff like that. So like, it's not like it was a blockbuster or anything. They weren't like, oh, you gotta see this bottle rocket movie, you know? And like I said earlier, it it financially did not do well, but we don't have the, we don't have the landscape anymore for a movie like this to get a wide release. Shit, even Asteroid City, which is getting massive, massive acclaim and is getting massive marketing, was a limited release in its first week. It was like, it, sh- it showed in like a few theaters across the United States on its opening week. And now it's getting a wide release because it needed to Thanks build to- that audience.
1: The Flash and Elementals. Right, basically a, a Pixar, probably yeah, like the yeah. actual movies that, domi- you know, that, that theaters are just- going to
0: dominate screens, you know? That's what that's what Scorsese was talking about, you know? Asteroid City got released on the same weekend as a superhero movie and a Pixar movie, and that's going to dominate, if, the, if we got the AMC-20 over here, if there's 20 screens, that's on 15 of them, mm-hmm. at least, you know? Yeah. Uh,
1: both flopping as well, both of those mm-hmm. movies at that, which is... I don't know. That's a, that's a, it's a it's good a, sign. A, it's a, um, a turn. I don't know. they definitely the, like they expected, they expected it to be huge and it's not. And the,
0: no. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's, what's interesting is even, even so, you know, I said it was a limited release last week. We're going to see asteroid city 40 minutes away, you know, I because know. it's not, it's not yeah. showing everywhere. It's showing in one of two theaters that are both 40 minutes away from us. And that's just, that doesn't happen a lot. Uh, you know, when I'm typically going to see a movie, it's like, Oh, well, there's showings all fucking day because it's a blockbuster. You're going, you're going to go see this movie. This, the movie coming out's got fucking huge names. Brian C- Cranston, Steve Carell, Margot Robbie, Jeffrey Wright. Like it's stacked from top to bottom cast wise and it's, it limited really release.
1: Think it's just getting to the theater, like it going like 20 years ago. It, people just went out all the time, and like a movie ticket was a dime or whatever, you know? Like, it would just be like, hey, do you want to see a movie right now? Like, oh, yeah, sure, let's just go see a movie. Now, you like, you have to plan it out, you have to like buy your tickets in advance, and like, it's like, you don't even want to leave your house in the first place anymore, really. You know, you don't <laughs> even really want to go out in the first place, and like, I don't, it's just a different kind of world that we live, like, I don't, it's just people don't go out to the movies either. <laughs> like as often
0: another really important thing you know my dad said he found this movie on cable because it was just on a lot of people will go i'll just wait till it's video on demand or it's streaming and then i'll watch it you know what will it be two months
1: maybe what a lot of
0: people don't have a problem waiting like that
1: is when everyone has that apple thing on And, like, they'll just start selling tickets that way. You know, you can have your individual movie experience. Here you go. Your little VR. Your ticket. Maybe that's what it's going to take for, like, movies to start making money again. Or they just put the good movie, the movies that are actually good, um, out, like, and just make movies to be good instead of cash grab. You know, like... I feel like a lot of a lot of times, like, a lot of the writing of The Flash was probably like, okay, how do we get in a lot of these aspects where we can draw in a lot of audiences and get a lot of money? And it wasn't mm. because I think this will make the story better. Like, right. I, that's, that's not what they were going for. Looking what a,
0: for like, promotional it, material.
1: Like, in Bottle Rocket, what in here is a cash grab? There's zero, you know, this is zero. <laughs> this was just a movie because, like, he wanted to write this movie. And, like, they wanted to write this exact movie.
0: Well, that's what's that's what's great about our tour directors. You know, they make they make movies they want to watch. You know, they make movies that they want to create and that they would want to watch. You know, that's what's that's what's great about Quentin Tarantino. You know, like he was once asked, like, do you ever watch your films? And he's like, fuck, absolutely. I make the movies so that I can watch them. You know, like that's that's what I want to do with my movies.
1: Yeah, that's, Uh, that's that's a good benchmark. You should. Definitely want to enjoy the the movie you're making. You there know? was
0: a quote the other day from George Lucas where it was like, uh, talking about the Star Wars prequels and like the young indie. There, there's 22 adventures of young Indiana Jones movies. There's an hour, each one is an hour and a half. And he was wow. like, it's, it's just, it's just what I wanted to make. You know, it's like, it's, I, I just wanted, I, it's something I wanted to do. So I just did it, you know? And it's like, that's fucking nuts. You know, Howard the duck. That's another good example of that with George Lucas. He's like, I wanted, I wanted to make that movie. So we made that movie, you know, like it's, just, that's what makes shit good. It's not like, you know, when it, when it came to the flash, it was a little like your speculation that the director of that Andy Muschietti is like, it's kind of a, I give Warner brothers this one, they give me one later with Bat- the next Batman movie eventually. And uh that's just that's just not how, it shouldn't be transactional like that. You should make a movie because you want to make the fucking movie, you know? Like that's uh and you know, it it is on a whole other level when you are working with Warner Brothers on a 250 million dollar movie. You know, that's
1: absurd True.
0: compared to the 5 million dollar budget that Bottle Rocket had. Um
1: yeah, this, you could tell this was just People having a good time while making the movie mm-hmm. too. You know, this wasn't, I mean, it's their job and it's, you know, that's what they're doing. But you, like, this was, I bet they had a blast while you making it. You want
0: to create an environment. You know, again, another thing that makes movies different. They went to that motel and that's where they filmed. They went to this place and that's where they filmed. You know, we keep comparing it to The Flash. You know, it's it's relevant. It just came out last week the flash was filmed in a warehouse in Atlanta where there were a bunch of blue screens all around them. And that was, you know, there's not, there's not a, there's not an environment to create. There's not a culture. There's not a, there's not this familial element where it's like, it's just us out here at this motel where we're staying for a while and making a fucking movie. Like, that's just it's different, you know? Uh, and I'm sure it's even, even it's probably evolved from this for even Wes Anderson's movies, you know, like, uh, that's something that's impressed me with like uh, the behind the scenes of the grand Budapest hotel. Whenever they filmed at that hotel, they basically stayed on that block. Like they were all, they were all there. They were all within a mile of each other. And they were like, if we want to be like, yo, head down to the fucking hotel, we're going to film some shit. They would just call everybody and be like, yo, be down there in 15. It's because <laughs> they're cool. all right there.
1: Yeah. Darcy you know? like, like they were actually on the train.
0: Yeah. Like they're actually on a train in the Darjeeling Limited, which is filmed almost entirely on a train. You know, it's not—it's not a that set that looks for... like a train. It's—they're on a fucking train. That's uh... <laughs> yeah.
1: He's... Yeah. I don't know it's nice whenever someone can just go out make a movie that they want to make and not have all these contractual
0: mm-hmm. obligations. That
1: have, yeah, that they have to do.
0: Well, this has to feed into the next thing, and this has to be this has to be on this and this has to be on that, you know, like it's a, uh, you know, it's just making the movie they want to make. And I have a feeling that like this movie doesn't get made. Unless Wes Anderson and Owen Wilson want to fucking make it, you know, like that's just a, it's just, they were like, let's fucking do it. You know, that's, that's uh, ap- apparently the story is like, they, they showed the short film at some little film festival and an executive was like, I will give you $5 million to make this a feature film.
2: Oh, really? Yeah. Like, it was just like,
0: but I got I got a partner who's like, let's fucking do this thing. You guys make the movie, and we'll mm-hmm. we'll, we'll put it out for you. Like that that'll be the deal. Yeah. And that's uh, like the flash, know, right right place, right time, right showing, right time. That's that's cool stuff.
1: Flash took two hundred million to make that movie. Two hundred million dollars. I'd rather watch this five million dollar movie. Like it. Like I'd rather throw on. This is so much easier to watch, and like I just had a much more enjoyable experience. Then I'd say the flash even like, and that's like, I'm seeing crazy characters, childhood, childhood characters in that movie. And like people that we've covered in the comment, like crazy stuff that happens. But like, I'd rather just watch these three idiots go on and do random heists around Texas. Uh, I don't know that it's much more appealing to me, I guess, right now. Um, Yeah, it's just crazy how like, I don't know how just different movies are. Like, I, it's really... I guess I'm really focusing on, like, superhero movies and, and like, th- the big blockbusters I, that are releasing, but...
0: I just looked it up. You know what Asteroid City's budget is? $25 million. Wow. Ten times less than that $250 million budget, man. And I guarantee you, it's going to be one of my favorite movies of the year. You is, know?
1: How many big-name people are in there?
0: Yeah, Jeff Goldblum and... Then, Brian like, Cranston and Scarlett Steve Johansson Carell and Margot Robbie and Jeffrey Wright and
1: Edward Norton like holy that's probably so much of the budget well I guess these sets I don't Scarlett know,
0: Johansson Tom Hanks Tilda Swinton Adrian Brody Liev Schreiber you like Liev Schreiber mm-hmm. um Maya Hawk Rupert Friend Matt Dillon Willem Dafoe
2: So basically Ray Donovan is what you're saying Yes, Ray Donovan indeed. <laughs> uh But yeah, no, like it's just it,
0: movies have changed a lot, man. But that's what I love about Wes is that he's still making the movies he wants to make, you know? And that's that's something that you know, they can't take away from him. And that's why I'm excited to cover Christopher Nolan next, you know? He doesn't come out to just do anything, you know? He do, he does what he wants to fucking make. That's why I'm excited to cover Greta Gerwig here in a few weeks, whenever we make it to Barbie and Little Women and uh, Ladybird, like that's Scorsese here in a few months. That's that's the good shit, you know. That's that's the shit I'm excited for. Um, and yeah, that's yeah. that's what makes these filmmakers special, you know. But uh, trying to remember what other what all favorites do we still have to go over? Do we have do we have any? Do we have much?
1: I think we covered them all. I think I think yeah, we, I think
2: we ran through them.
1: We got them all.
0: I'm I um, gonna give my shot. I don't think I gave my shot. Uh, that um,
1: might be it. Yeah, because. All right, My let's...
0: shot is actually in that diner where he presents him the, the drawing he's made. It's like right before uh, that, yeah. where it's just, it's, it's like the first inkling I feel like we get of what becomes Wes Anderson style, where there's like three cups in the foreground on a counter. They're sitting at the booth across from each other. It's really symmetrical, mm-hmm. but then like the depth of the frame, you get like, The plants that are right outside the window, the road, the grass on the other side, a water tower in the distance, a sign above it. Like it's just a, it it feels like it, it's a, it's a small glimpse of the filmmaker that Wes Anderson would eventually become. And, uh, I really, really enjoyed that shot too. It was just aesthetic, aesthetically pleasing. So, uh, that was, that was ultimately the one I went with. It was also, it also came at a good moment. Um, just, just really liked that. There's another little, I like the insert shots in this movie whenever anthony's playing ping or not ping pong uh pinball at the beginning
1: yeah
0: and they like show him pull the lever back Mm -hmm. they show his finger hitting the hitting the button on the side like little shots like that whenever bob steals his steals his car man and they show like the pills scattered on the counter the keys in the middle and he like slowly reaches for it and that's the only clue you get that bob stole his car you know like that's the only the only little hint and that that's stuff like that's really effective i think that the specifically Bob reaching for that, you know, you get essences of that, like with moonrise kingdom later on, whenever, uh, the giant fight happens. And all you see is like an arrow flying through the air and, uh, a a splash of red. And they're like, Oh, some shit, like some shit went down, but they're not going to show you the fight scene. It's just, it's just this little thing that happened. And I, uh, I really appreciate little inserts like that. So ultimately didn't go with those, but a little, little shout out to those.
1: Hmm. Yeah, there were, I don't know. I, the one that I, because I, I put in mine, dig digging them out in the field, blowing off the fireworks. I put it in like right as I saw it, just because I, I really liked it, and just mm-hmm. the wide shot motel in the background, everything like, and and then I think there's a, I think you you see Anthony and Inez walk up, like it's mm-hmm. just a long, like you just see them mm-hmm. approaching. He's yeah. lighting them all off. Now he's a-
2: having a little pity party out there in a way, right?
1: Um. Yeah. I put that on there because I, I was just like, oh, I, re- I really liked it. And it was funny as well. Like came in a really like funny time in the movie, but there were just a lot of like, it didn't need to look pretty at all yeah. in certain moments, but you know, why not at some point, you know, there was just a, yeah. A
0: those like uh, whenever there were those flashes of what Wes Anderson style becomes, it really stands out, you know, like whenever Dignan's laying on the ground after the cars broke down and Anthony approaches him and like tries to talk to him, you know, it's just real flat and symmetrical. Not like not symmetrical, but like the the composition is real layered. There's dignan on grass, then the road, then the grass, then the sky that takes up most mm-hmm. of the frame. And it's like a uh, it, it's all really level. And I really I really appreciate things like that. It, it kind of captures the flatness of the the area that they're in too. You know, like it's not it's not an exciting place that they're that they're traveling through you know it's just it's grass for miles on the side of a road and i think that the stuff like that it it just looks really good to to make that look good is hard and i think he does a good job at that
1: why do you have to tape over your nose what is that exactly yeah (laughs) Yeah, i just i saw another picture of just them having tape over their nose and i think like even in the bookstore if someone asks like someone asked like why is there tape over Don't here Don't call
0: now? me an idiot you punk <laughs> uh, okay. can 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 you put it in the bag sir You know he's like Yeah oh.
2: he backs down immediately
0: Yeah No absolutely I I love this movie man it, it is a really special one and it, it is interesting you know I, I know we're not doing this until after Asteroid City but like we're going to do our own little personal rankings of all the West, of Wes Anderson's entire filmography over on the Patreon and I'm uh I I have no idea where this will fall. You know, that's kind of what's incredible about all these movies that is, is that I like all of them and that I have no idea where this one will fall in comparison to others. You know, like I I think, I think Royal Tenenbaums is at the bottom of my list, but I fucking love Royal Tenenbaums.
1: All very, you know, I'm
0: like, I I don't know. Something has to be first. Something has to be last, you know, and I don't know how that's going to work out, but uh, that'll, that'll be exciting. But, uh, what do you say we do a little uh, rating for this bad boy?
1: I think do it, Yeah, I think we're ready. let's
0: and we'll do it. We'll do it similarly to the comic book movie project where we have uh, our guest here. Let's awesome. uh, go ahead and uh, give Pleasure. give it. uh yes, of course. Give it its own rating alongside our rating, as we have twelve other or ten other movies to compare it to. Um, that, that'll be a, that'll be an interesting little project here, and you know we'll have Claire do it for barbie here in a few weeks whenever she comes on for us but uh let's start with enjoyment on a scale of one to ten father how are you digging this movie
2: i mean i you know i really enjoy it i mean i could see how some people might not your mother for instance you know she probably (laughs) um you know she'd probably give it a six she probably watches it, you know, I think she watched it with me the last week when I, you know, kind of while she was on her phone. So she humors me, but right. you have to, I think you it's have also to have just a certain kind of
0: how she watches movies though. Most ah, of time.
2: Yeah, that's a good point. Um, but me, I, I would give it, I enjoy it. i, I I'd give it an eight. Like I really enjoy it. Um, and I, I think it's cool that I enjoyed it when I was in my early twenties and I enjoyed it just as much. And in some ways it different for different reasons, but um, but the reasons I really enjoyed it then it was still fun- you know some of the shit just still hits for me, and it's, it was funny,
1: it's different now though,
2: yeah, yeah, so i'd say I'd say an eight um, that makes sense. that I would
0: think- actually make it the lowest on ours by a good half a point. We've got everything eight five or higher,
2: I'm, really, okay
0: we've uh, and you know what i'm uh talking through that an eight enjoyment is it's not far off from how i feel personally joe i know that you said that you you would go to this before rushmore Mm
1: -hmm. and that might be
0: the only place where i can confidently disagree with you there really i i confidently like rushmore more uh and uh I don't know why. I don't know what it is about that movie. I think it's Jason Schwartzman. I I love Jason Schwartzman and he can, and Bill Murray. So there's, there's that a one couple, is
1: funny and the story is really yeah. Funny.
0: There's there's a little there's a little layer there. You know, um,
2: the okay,
1: but
0: that that it, is that is kind of the tier we're talking whenever I'm talking about this movie.
2: Is yeah, like, and I mean good. I I say eight, thinking like ten is just like. I mean, obviously it's the absolute most I can enjoy a movie, you know what I mean? Like, so I feel like eight is for me, super respectable. And it's, I mean, it's, you know, but just, I, you know, I think of, think of what a 10 would be and it's like, I it not a 10, but I mean, we're, we're, we're knocking down the door. I mean, eight, Mm -hmm. yes, I stick with it.
0: No, 100%. And that's kind of, that's not far off from how our rating system works. That's just how much we've enjoyed a lot of these movies, you know, uh, whenever we
1: can only carry it so far as well like the like
0: yeah and we are comparing it to all these other movies where like this is this has far and away the least emotional gut punch yeah. that the, that the other movies do we're like i mean shit i don't think there's another movie on this list that i watched without at least tearing up a little bit at some point rushmore might be the only other one that gives that kind of a run for its money
1: mm-hmm. but
0: there there are some truly like heart-wrenching or fulfilling moments in other movies. Whereas this one, uh, it's far far, far from bad, you know, like it it's it's certainly certainly still very, very enjoyable. Hmm. But uh like like my dad said, you know, eight's eight's probably my floor though, you know. I, I, I thoroughly enjoy this movie. And I probably I do probably fall around there. Eight to eight two five, maybe even an eight five, I think I could take it there.
1: It's World Ten and Bombs it's an eight five. And that one I don't know, I think I think it this does deserve to be either on that I'm either eight two five or eight five is where I'm at, I feel. It's either right under Royal Tinder Bombs or about the same. Because oh, yeah. Royal Tinder Bombs can... also has that good story aspect mm-hmm. and kind of a moment where you're like, Oh, I did not expect this, you know, whatsoever. Yeah. Like it, it really takes off your feet. Whenever, um,
0: whenever Ben Stiller says that I kinda just like,
1: oh god. So god. I can, you know, I can either I th- see you putting it right below or kind of right. It's it's a different kind of enjoyment for you know.
0: I think we've been we've been overwhelmingly nice. I think we ought to be nice to this one as well. You know, <laughs> true. Uh, we ought we ought to maintain that and go ahead and throw it an eight five as well, okay. um, which I am one hundred percent cool with. Um, but yeah, all right. So we got it at an eight five for enjoyment. My father's got it at an eight which leaves us with nothing but the critical rating. How good is this movie on a scale of one to 10? How well is it written? How well is it acted? How well is it shot? How are you feeling about that Vodder?
2: Hmm, man, you know, it's probably right around there again for me. I, I, I probably, I probably, I think I let the comedy just really cloud me a lot. Um, and it's, uh, you know, just so funny to me that, um, I, I probably seven and a half. So I'm going to go a little bit lower. Like I, I don't think it's as good as I enjoy it. You know what I mean? But it's, mm-hmm. it's good, you know, so that's kind of how I'm, I'm going to go with the seven and a half.
0: I am right there with you. You know, I don't think that this is, uh, the seven and a half would make it by 0.25 mm-hmm. our, 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 critically worst movie, which I can confidently say is the case. It it is critically not as good as a lot of his other movies. Um and, you know, like I said, we compare it to Rushmore. I think Rushmore in terms of quality kind of washes this movie, you know, yeah. uh because it does it still has that comedy, but it, it does have the the truly emotional uh storytelling that I think, you know, we we often kind of make it out that's emotional storytelling is more difficult or like it's, it's somehow more impressive to do that than comedy. But the fact like making people laugh is fucking hard. hard. Like uh, that's what, that's what makes this movie impressive is that it is so simple and the comedy is so like, I, 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 you know, you compared it to three stooges and dumb and dumber where like you, even those are not exactly the same type of comedy. You know, the three stooges is really physical and,
1: You know, Mm -hmm. it's just
0: three dudes doing stupid shit, dumb and dumber. It's, you know, it's a couple dudes doing really stupid (laughs) shit and saying funny stuff. And this is even that, but toned down to a degree, which is like kind of insane because it's still over the top. You know, they're, they're, they're still pulling off heists and they're, or they're trying to, and they're, you know, they, they want to be, they want to be something greater than they are. And I I don't know. I, I tend to really, really, I look kindly upon this movie but uh, a 75 would probably be my ceiling.
1: Yeah, I was I think you're right about it being the worst critically of the movies that we've covered. And the ne- the second to lowest would be Rushmore and that at a 775. I feel like it should be not right under, like it should be like either a 725 or a 7 mm-hmm. uh because Rushmore has the comedy and the good story and some like emotional, a little And
0: of- a visual prowess that this yeah, movie yeah, just doesn't quite have yet. To, yeah. um, so, Rushmore is a good, and this is a good looking movie, but Rushmore is a, is a, is a pretty a, satisfying yeah. movie to look at.
1: Bottle rocket has had a lot more resources pushed towards the comedy aspect. And mm-hmm. that's, that's definitely the highlight of the movie. You know, that's like why I think I thought my enjoyment rating would be a lot higher at, on first, you know, instinct is because of how much I just really liked the comedy and how like it was just a really nice movie to watch, but I think like as low as a seven is my floor, I'm not giving it any lower than that, but seven two five is where i was thinking uh, I'll, the I'll, land, like, I'll go with
0: seven two below. five it's a full it's a full point below Isle of dogs and that I don't mm-hmm. know that sounds right
1: so it averages it out with the weightedness to around a seventy seven percent or seven six seven um for our rating there. It's
0: actually uh, the exact same as my dad's, just in a a different different way. You know, eight eight and seven five versus eight five and seven two five. You know, we change change it up a little bit there. So seventy seven percent across the board for us, which is just a little bit less than the Rotten Tomatoes uh, audience Mm -hmm. score at seventy nine, and a little bit nicer than the IMDb score at a uh, 6.9 you know i've been wanting to get into the habit of checking the letterbox that's one that i don't do hmm. nearly enough i don't think uh letterbox has this at a 3.5 out of 5 which out of 10 would make it a 7 mm-hmm. which you know it's about it's about where we come down at Uh letterbox typically a bit more on the critical rating side than it is the enjoyment whereas i think that's I, I also have these different versions of the ratings for each site we go to imdb i view as like the enjoyment rating for us letterboxd i feel is the critical rating for us and then rotten tomatoes literally provides you one of each um
1: mm-hmm.
0: what is the what was the critic score for bottle rocket over on rotten tomatoes
1: it was 85 percent so it's it higher pretty, than the higher good. than the audience score
0: Another I always like to remind people of what the Rotten Tomatoes score is, though, it doesn't mean it is literally an eight point five out of ten. It means that eighty five percent of critics thought it was good. And 15 percent thought it wasn't quite great, you know, um, which is an important distinction. You know, I feel like uh, I, I saw someone. Making a TikTok the other day that was like, uh, "Now on what planet is this movie this and this movie is that?" And it's like, well, on a planet where critics talk about different movies in different ways, you know. Yeah. Superhero movies they get looked on a little bit more kindly because you know you're comparing it to other superhero movies, you know, and like that, that's just kind of how that ends up going as far as the Rotten Tomato score is. So, reminder: never take that as foolproof just, and, and just, just another a, little metric for you a
1: website has a number higher for a certain movie doesn't make it better like shawshank redemption versus like
0: ant-man and the wasp yeah
1: yeah exactly like ant-man which is going to be high just because it's marvel and like it's whatever like obviously is not anywhere near like shawshank but i mm-hmm. bet like shawshank i don't i don't know what it is on rotten tomatoes but it's probably pretty fucking good shawshank's kind of an objectively yeah, like, yeah, universally like, beloved like movie. Shawshank? Um. That's now I gotta odd.
0: know what is Shawshank. Um
1: what's it, what's um, it got going on? Tomatoes. It is oh, it's gotta be way up there. Ninety eight percent audience score, ninety one tomato meter. It's
0: pretty strong. That's
2: solid.
1: Nine percent of people out there that critically that are like, nah, this movie isn't it. That's right. Insane. Right. <laughs> that's 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 honestly insane. That nine per that's just they wanna be edgy.
0: That was something right. that I uh I quote tweeted something that was the early reviews for Asteroid City. Uh, that was like the audience score was 54% for Asteroid City, which is far lower than any of his other films, which is because he's more divisive than he's ever been. More people are like, he's, he's more popular than he's ever been. So naturally more people are going to be like, he's actually not that good. Um, and so I quote tweeted it and said, 46% of you are dipshits with a little dancing
1: panda gif. Uh, wow. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. I guess to. I, I don't know because I, I I like his style and I think it adds to his movies, but I would I I'd really like to see the perspective of like someone who doesn't like they there's just they...
0: just there's just this blatant misconception because of the TikTok trend that what Wes Anderson does is easy.
1: Yeah, like um, it, they think it's just symmetry, color palette, and that's it. Talking, talking uh, uh, weird
0: yeah, monotone, me. no, no expression. That's all. That's all that a Wes Anderson film is. Um, and it's just like I I also love the idea of equating a fifteen-second video to an hour and a half feature film. Yeah, Yeah, that's just as easy as the film you did on your phone. Like, Uh, not to say that some of them don't look good; they do look good. But those
1: those little minute, two-minute long, whatever. That's just more of like a proof of concept for technology. It's not like that. That content is actually good. Like, it might look right, really good. (laughs) But there's no story. There's no meaning to it whatsoever. While mm-hmm. you watch a Wes Anderson movie and half of them make you just cry your eyes out because you yeah, can right. expect that was coming, you know, at all. So it's like they're completely different. different you get things. to the
0: end of the movie and he he, he just goes, uh, yeah, she died two years later. And you're like, fuck, dude, what the hell?
1: He, uh, he plays with your emotions like Royal
0: Tenenbaum died a couple years later of a heart attack. Chaz was the only one there it's like what the fuck man that's that
1: it's a lot you have to tell me all that to copy it, and also all the videos that come out it's always they're they're applying his style on an already existing thing as well so it's for not the very,
0: ai stuff yeah they're
1: coming up with zero thing new while wes is making his own story in his <laughs> own style everything from scratch or it's based on like a book or i guess you know something else but it's not literally like i'm taking star wars and applying a filter to it you know right it's it's a lot a lot more there's a lot
0: that goes into this but uh Uh, (laughs) and i sure as shit could not do it you know that's Mm. and i don't want to say that's like a benchmark for creativity but helps helps me realize just how talented people are it's like ah well can anybody I know do that? No. Well, then they're probably pretty fucking good at what they do. That's
1: why he's held to the esteem he is. That's why it's an honor to be like in one of his movies. Like if I was an actor, I and I got the call to like, oh, be on one. There in I'd a second. Bye. Whatever other uh, contracts I'm under. Sorry. Um, if it, this this film takes priority. Um,
0: this was something we discussed doing, and I don't know if you've given it any more thought, um, or if we should save it for Asteroid City. The, uh, the actors you would like to see in a Wes Anderson movie, you got any, you got any off the top of your head or any prepared for me?
1: I saw, I just, I saw a tweet or someone saying one. So it's not my original thought, but it was Michael Sarah. Um,
0: well, he's going to be in a Wes Anderson movie.
1: Is he in Asteroid City?
0: No, there, there's a whole, the next one, the next one after Asteroid City is going to be Michael Sarah.
1: Um, because I don't know. And after I saw that, I'm like, oh yeah, he, he could do pretty well. With well, him.
0: going in that vein, Jonah Hill, I think Jonah Hill would do really, really good mm-hmm. in, in a Wes Anderson movie. Um, the one that I had, uh, dad was John C. Riley. I think John C. Riley would do fantastic oh, yeah. in one of these movies. Um, another one that I've thought of is Diego Luna, uh, Cassian okay. Andor. I think he'd do a really good job. In
1: Jack uh, Black.
0: Jack Black, yeah, you brought you brought him up before. He he would, I think, he would, I think he'd fit the mold.
1: It'd have to be an uh, an interesting movie. I don't know what the movie would have to be for Jack. Jack Black would it can't really fit everything, but uh, I don't know. I, I just like Jack Black. I, I like Jack Black too.
0: Hard not to like Jack Black.
1: Yeah. No one will I don't know. No one else. Maybe we'll
0: revisit it. We'll revisit yeah, it next week. I didn't
1: give it much thought. I'll, I'll, I don't know. For the ranking, well, that will be a lot easier. Lump that
0: in with our, our revisit whenever we go ahead and, you know, rank all these. I think that okay. might be, might be a safer move. But, uh, yeah, with that, I think we ought to conclude this bad boy. Um, if you would, head to patreon.com slash pennybloompod where you'll find over 50 hours of exclusive content. We also got, uh, we got a couple tiers over there now. We got a $1.50 tier, which is nothing but written reviews. I'm about to do a flash review. And as you can probably take from what we've said about it here, it won't be entirely positive. Um,
1: it was okay. But
0: it's it's written and it's over there. For a $1.50 a month, you can support this podcast financially and get some written reviews. Um, for $3 a month, you can get all the audio content and any fictional works that we might do uh, on July 1st. I'm actually going to be publishing a short story uh, that I worked on that I've had brewing for a while now. I remember I had the idea a couple of years back and I was like, God, I'd like to I'd like to turn that into something at some point. And recently me and Joe were talking. I got the spark of inspiration. and I went ahead and wrote it. And uh, I'm very happy with it. And that'll be up there on July 1st. So uh, for three dollars a month, you can have access to that and you can support this podcast financially because it costs me money and I don't make any off of it unless it's over there. Uh, Head to Twitter, follow at PennyBloomPod, follow on Instagram at PennyBloomPodcast, and remember to leave a five-star rate and review wherever you might be listening, as that greatly helps our search metrics. I was Colton Robertson. I was joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much, homie.
1: Oh, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to be here.
0: Oh, and it's always a pleasure to have you, and thank you for joining us once again, my father, Justin Robertson
2: course my pleasure i love you son and joseph i like you <laughs> i
0: love you too i like, Dad. You, too. like you as well <laughs>
1: yes
2: uh let's do yeah. it again yeah absolutely you. yeah absolutely anytime.
0: certainly won't be the last time i'm pretty sure the next time i've got you slated in my mind's eye is martin scorsese's gangs of new
2: york oh buddy oh buddy i'm there yeah, I
0: was like, that's one that I've heard you talk it. about for years love throughout it. my life.
2: Love it. Yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> but then, all right. We'll see you then at the, at the very latest. Um, but yeah, in the meantime, remember peace, love and bloom. And they'll never catch me because I'm fucking innocent.